This week's show is brought to you by Change. Not the kind you keep in your pocket, not the kind the politicians offer you, but the kind we're forcing on you right now. You're welcome. Oh, oh, oh. This one time. So, this one time. This one time? <laughs> this, you know what? This one time. This one time. Oh my God. This one time. The podcast. Working? Damn it. New stuff, honey. I know. New stuff. <laughs> Change, eventually. Change is hard. Shush, shush, honey. Shush, shush. <laughs> Greetings from Bangkok. In just a moment, you're going to hear from funny man and musician George Robb. He's going to retell his most embarrassing moment while on the road. But before we get there, hello, my lover. Hello, baby. And hello, everyone. I'm Sheila D. And I am Evo Terra. And have we got a story for you. You might remember love, and the people out there in the audience may also remember this if they've been listening for a while. We left America like in January of 2015. Not just like, we did. Oh, exactly, we did. You may not remember this, but I was thinking about this earlier. Our last few days in America were interesting. Yeah. Can are, I say? Are you talking about like from the time we left like Phoenix or? No. What I'm talking about specifically is the fact that you and I grew up fairly white middle class whether it was lower middle class or upper lower class we were yeah. white middle-ish class yeah. right right the last two days in america we spent in the hood <laughs> that's true <laughs> we were flying out of newark new jersey and i yeah. think you must have put us in the most ethnically centered neighborhood we could have been in I, now, the hotel nice. was fine. The, ho yeah, the, hotel, was say, the nice. hotel was nice. And also, we had some great friends of ours, uh, uh -huh. the presses, as well as our lovely Donna. friend Donna. They came and joined us. Yep. Also, people who grew up in very much white, middle-class America. So. Again, upper, lower, it doesn't matter. Not po-folk, not right. super affluent rich people, just right smack dab in the middle of America. Right. And we were in ethnic central yep. that time. We went out to a bar, yes. you might remember, the night before we left, and we yes. asked the hotel staff, hey, where should we go? Because again, the hotel's kind of nice. And they said, right. oh, there's a bar like three doors down called like Jokers or Jesters right. or Jailbaits or something. I don't remember exactly <laughs> what it was. You should go there. So the five of us, really, really, really white people... <laughs> go to Jokers, Jesters, Jailbaits, whatever it was called... And you might remember that, A, we was the only ones in there for the vast majority of the time. That is true. And B, it was a little ethnic. That's okay. I like that. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Just we surprised the people that were inside. That is true. We did. Don't think we they did. quite knew how to take us. But it, but it was kind of like uh, to foretelling of what we would do on the road, correct? Absolutely true. It was great to get outside of the comfort zone. Right. The craft beer bar we were looking for, we could not find. So this is the indifferent place to go to where it's you're experiencing a different culture. Yes. It was a new place to be. I do like that. And yeah, we were we were mostly alone, but it was also an interesting spot in that that you know, we just kind of weren't their normal clientele. Yeah. That were but, there. The, but if I remember correctly, they served great drinks. Uh, what's well, been 18 months, so I don't remember, but I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> yes, they serve very tasty and fine drinks. 
And it was warm in there where it wasn't outside. Well, it was stupid, it was stupid wicked cold, right? So, and after we left that place after whatever time because we drank way too much, right. made their made their bar tie for the evening. Um, the next what we got a recommendation, where should we go? And they said, "Oh, you should go to this little Oh yeah. Cafe. And so we went to this cafe which is like 2 blocks away. Yep. And I don't think anybody in the cafe we went to actually spoke any English. No, probably not, but it was really good. And we're walking around or looking around this place going, we're still in America, right? I know we're leaving. We're going to France <laughs> and then to Copenhagen. And after that, we don't know exactly what's going on. But right. now we're still in America. Or did we leave? Did something happen? Did Bruce get me drunk overnight and put me on a plane? <laughs> I think he did get you drunk, but I don't think he put you on a plane. It was the craziest thing. And I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even think about it at the time that, Exactly what you said a moment ago. It was very prescient. Right. To where we were going. We're leaving out on this big worldwide tour. We might as well start way outside of our comfort zone. Well, because in France, we ended up being pretty much the only people that spoke English. So no different. Who knew (laughs) that the hood of New Jersey and the outer skirts of France, which is everything not Paris, would be so... (laughs) France is a huge place, babe. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's a pretty big country, come to think of it. A little bigger than New Jersey, but anyhow. Yeah. We did that. We made it back. We made it from the hood, went it to the hood, and it was a good time. They welcomed us, just like they have everywhere. Again, prescient. It's how... Everybody welcomes us. It's how the trip would be set for the rest mm-hmm. of our lives. It was so fantastic. I think, it, I think it's my dazzling smile. Your dazzling smile. That welcomes people. Well, it welcomes us. Right. Okay. You don't... No, no, I'm... You're not buying it? This is the yes and part, so yes. (laughs) No, you're just supposed to say, ah, yes, honey, yes. I think that's what I just said. In, out, in, out, in, out, in, out, in, out, in, out, in, touch left, out, in, out, in, out, in, out, in, in, out, in, out, in, touch right, and rest. I had I had one story that's like the worst the worst gig story, which I I don't know oh. why I thought you were looking for gig stories. That was the I one I was going to talk about. The most embarrassed I ever was at a gig. <laughs> I have that I have that story. I don't know if you've ever heard that story, but that's a pretty good one. The, well, yeah. I don't know, but I've heard about you being embarrassed at gigs. The most embarrassed ever? I don't know. Let's find out. We're always looking for funny travel stories on the road. As a traveling musician, our buddy George George Hrob has racked up his fair share of them. I've got a podcast called The Geologic Podcast. I play drums for the Philadelphia Funk Authority, and in my spare time I write music and silly songs about science and weird animals. GeorgeRob.com, that's George as in the normal way to spell George, and Rob as in H-R-A-B.com is where you can find more info on George. But let's get back to his most embarrassing moment. It'll make you feel much better about the dumbest thing you've ever done. So let me explain that I, 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 my day job is playing with the Philadelphia Funk Authority, which is a funk band, a nine-piece horn band based out of sort of Philadelphia and the Lehigh Valley. And we play a lot of weddings. And that's about, about 70% of what we do is weddings. And now with weddings, what's often involved is obviously uh, speeches, first dances, all that kind of fun stuff that goes with the wedding. And I'm the kind of coordinating guy. For whatever reason, I'm the coordinating guy who is in charge of making sure that the night runs the way it's supposed to run. I'm the guy that does that. 
not because I have a certain amount of skill at doing that, but because nobody else wants to do it. <laughs> so that's the default. It's like, okay, you, who, who wants to do this? Nobody, fine, I'll do it. And that's just been the way it's been for 18 years now. Wow. It's insane. Yeah, I can't believe that we've been doing this for 18 years. But That's kind that's, of hard to put on a business card. I completely kind of runs your wedding and play drums. Yes. <laughs> and play drums and then try to yeah, try to cue the bass player and let them know what key we're in. So <laughs> at one particular wedding, um it was actually in uh, about a mile from where I was born and raised, uh, up in up in New Jersey, and this was a place that uh, of all venues, this is where my high school prom happened to be. Just coincidentally, my high school prom was here at the Manor in West Orange, New Jersey. So I'm kind of in a reminiscing mode at this wedding. We're all set up. It's a very big event. And uh, one interesting thing or one thing that, that made this different was, unfortunately, it was very sad because the, the mother of the bride had passed away oh. very recently. Like, so it was a sort of, they decided to have the wedding anyway. And there was right. this kind of sort of sadness that was there, but they thought, you know, it was like two weeks previous, the mom had died. Yeah. So it was still a decent party and they wanted to have this event and they wanted to sort of have it for her and whatever. So I get handed sort of the rundown of things that are going to happen throughout, throughout the day. And one of the, one of the things that was going to happen was the, um, after the first dance, after I do the big introduction, the couple walks in, first dance happens. They weren't going to do parent dances because they wanted to kind of skip that. Sure. But they wanted to have, yeah, they wanted to have the, you know, the father, daughter, mother, son dance. They wanted to skip that totally, which was great. Made sense. They wanted to have um, the couple give a speech, which doesn't usually happen up front. So the couple's going to give a speech. So on my timeline, I see that the couple's going to have a speech and they want to talk about their mom. Mm. And then on the information that I have, then... Uh, someone who's named Carolyn is going to give a speech and says Carolyn's speech. So it says couple speech, uh, parentheses, mom, and then Carolyn's speech. All right. And I thought, okay, maybe this is like, I wasn't sure who, what the relationship was, but that's going to happen after the thing. So first dance happened. And then the rest of the day was pretty much straightforward. Again, with this sort of slight tinge of, you know, sadness that's involved in this event. So introductions go fine. First dance goes fine. I introduce the couples. I say they want to say a few words, and they have this sort of speech. And they it's a very bittersweet moment because they're they're happy that they're there. They're happy everyone's traveled, and they're happy because they know their mom would be happy that they're all doing this, and they're remembering her, and they're together. They finish. It's very lovely. Then I introduce Carolyn. I say, now, um, I'd like to bring up, uh, or at this time, we're going to ask Carolyn to say a few words. And there's this silence. I'm thinking, like, okay. And I sort of just sort of think, oh, I must have, okay, that must have, maybe that's later on in the night, or I sort of said something like, I guess we're going to move past that. So this, this, it's kind of like the movie, The Fog is what happens in the room. There's this sort of already in the very somber setting, there's an, an even greater somberness that sort of just rolls in like this mist of just doom over the entire room. And I often get handed all kinds of notes and there's handwritten stuff and it's always confusing. There's always changes being made. So there's a second that, that sort of goes by and we move on and we just start background music. As I say, you know, your first course is served. So we wish you bon appetit and I start playing. And now MJ, who was our singer at the time, she turns around and she looks at me and she has a look on her face <laughs> looking at me uh, as if I have just sort of, because she re she realizes that I have realized something. Yes, <laughs> I have realized. I say as I finish saying bon appetit, 
I've realized something. And MJ turns around, she looks at me, and she thinks I, I have basically, someone has shorn my feet off, and all the blood has run out and is now sort of on my drum riser because I am paler than anything because I have realized what has occurred. <laughs> and, of course, what I say to her is I said, I just realized what I did. And she's like, she has no clue. Oh, she didn't know yet. She has no idea. She just knows that I look like I have right. I have just vaporized. I've been hit with a Ghostbusters cannon, and I have vaporized. Everyone in the audience knows you know. Band's still slightly clueless. At Band's still slightly behind because, you know, musicians. <laughs> she says, what? what? What did you realize? And I said, I just introduced the dead mother. <laughs> And now she looks like a ghost because oh. she now obviously she's like, holy Christ. I said, yeah. <laughs> so I get up. I run to the couple. I run to the couple and I start apologizing. And I'm like, I am so sorry. And to their credit, they said, you know what? The thing that we handed you was confusing because it should have said, you know, Carolyn speech. Like the couple will talk. About yes. Carolyn. It'll be right. a speech about Carolyn, which is the dead mother that you probably shouldn't mention, let alone introduce to say a few words now via some seance app that I had invented for the band. They were so, so cool about it. Literally about three times a year, I will get this shudder that just goes <laughs> through my body. As I relive, and it's just that <laughs> where I realized, like, oh my God, I introduced a dead mother wow. at a wedding. The absolute worst moment of my professional playing. I mean, I've been on stage and have made mistakes. I've been naked. I've had missed lyrics. I've missed entrances, all kinds of stuff thrown at me. Nothing comes close to not even the it was it was you know whatever twenty seconds after doing it that it sort of just like the THX sound you know the THX theater just was in my pancreas for that moment of just oh. do you know what you just did yeah and and the band has never let me live that down it's always Why just would? like hey don't forget don't introduce the dead parents. <laughs> Whenever there's some mention of like, oh, Grandpa Morty oh. died, you know, two weeks ago. There's, hey, Geo, don't mention that. Be sure not to introduce the dead brother. Whatever <laughs> you do, I must thank you, thank you. I shan't. Right. I shan't. Yeah. And what are you going to do about that? Right. Nothing. You. you have I know. That's. It. Yeah. You own it. Yeah. Right. I will and never right. have a tattoo, but that I have. That is pretty much emblazoned upon me for the rest of my existence. Ooh. Did you need that closer to you? I Well, I, yeah, it was pulling. Oh, okay, got it. Don't forget to put the microphone by your face. That's helpful. I had been. Okay, great. Just making had sure. Had I not? No, you're fine. You're fine. So do you get how this next part's going to go? I think so. I just told you that. <laughs> okay. I, you know, the, the odd thing is that it's a back and forth. Oh, I, right. I kind of get the idea of a script. What do you think? Are you think the people are actually going to abide this new format at all? Or <laughs> is this a total? <laughs> I don't know. Huge thanks to our sponsor, Travel Smith. Seriously, we could not do the show without them. Literally, not only could we not do the show without them, I would not be wearing pants if it were not for Travel Smith. I they literally are the pants that I am wearing right now and the ones that I wear probably 28, 29 days out of the month. Yes? Thank you, Travel Smith. Exactly right. 
And huge thanks to our patrons. Shivo.wtf slash support. Yeah, seriously, if you want to get in there and toss us a couple of bucks to keep this show going, that's that's awesome. Also keeps us on Snapchat, keeps us in beer, whatever. Shivo.wtf slash support. Our music is by Valea Valea. Thanks for listening, listener. I am Evo Terra. And I'm Sheila D. More about us and all of our silliness, you can find that at, in case you hadn't guessed it already, shivo.wtf. See ya! See ya!